You know it's going to be a good day when your biggest concern in the morning is collecting the crumbs falling from the McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit. Your only concern should be, has your day peaked too early? Enjoy every last crumb of the new McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit for only $3. And any size soft drink for just a dollar. And you'll get your day started on a high note. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Love Talk Radio. I wish I had the time to tell you a story about a man called Shelley John. But I don't have that time tonight. But you gotta realize if old John was here after going through, he'd look back at that old mule. Blessings Our Grace Radio tonight is Thursday, February the 15th, 2018. Yes, 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 yes. And I said, February the 15th, 2018, Thursday night. This is our sixth Thursday in the video that we've been on the air. And I can gladly say thank you, you, for putting us on the air tonight. We've been talking about <clears throat> living in the last days. We've been talking about 
the final analysis on the matter. Dr. Moore has been having some great messages. You know, God is in the blessing business, radio land listeners. I thank God for today. He woke me up today. He let me see a brand new day. Now, every day, you might wake up at the same time, do the same thing. Get up, shower, but keep on the face. But guess what? You didn't see that day. Today was a brand new day. Every day is a brand new day. Give God the praise because today is not promised. You can be up now and dead in five minutes. It's not promised. We have to thank God for every breath that we take, every move that we make. Thank him, thank him, thank him. Like today, I checked our stats, and we have 371 downloads. Starting off today, that downloaded yesterday's prayer session. So for all of you out there who download and share our show, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I want to say thank you out there, Radio Land. But first and foremost, I want to give a thank you to the high most God, our Lord Jesus Christ. He's the one who made this possible. Because of him, we're able to be on this air and preach and teach what Bishop Moore is able to preach and teach the word of God. I'm here to back up. I'm here to give you all encouraging words when the show first starts. Be your announcer and your tech support and make sure everything runs as smooth as the good Lord allows us to. But at some point when things are going right in your life and you think everything is the way it should be, here comes Satan creeping and sneaking and trying to do something. But here's the thing. If you believe in the God I believe in and serve the God I serve, check this out. No matter what Satan tries to throw it your way, no matter what curveball, he tries to make a basket or a touchdown, Satan will fail. He won't make the goal, the winning touchdown, the final basket at the buzzer. He will lose on every hand because we as a people that serve Jesus Christ to be able to step on his head day in and day out, talk to God. He's listening. Follow him. <laughs> Accept his friendship. He is there for you, ladies and gentlemen. God is there. He's listening. He knows your every thought, need, and want before you think, say it, or even want for it. God knows because he created you in his image. We are to follow in his footsteps and do like he did. He sent his only son, Jesus Christ, here to show us and to die for a world which was lost. Jesus Christ came down and did what he was supposed to, but he was he was here to show us the way. As to how to do God's work and be about God's business. Now, are you going to be about God's business and his work, or are you not? That's between you and God. The ultimate is between you and God. But let your light shine. Let your light shine where people see what you are about. You have to let them see the good and the work, the good works of the Lord in you. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is, my bishop, my Dr. Alfred Moore, my grandpa, and your host for tonight. Dr. Bishop Alfred Moore, God bless. God bless you and raise your land tonight. And thank you, my granddaughter. Amen. That's my little preacher. Amen. We are thanking the Lord for she's so enthused by the word of God tonight. And we pray, amen, that she's a young lady, praise the Lord. And we thank God for her, amen, because she dedicating her life to the Lord. And you can't do anything any better than that. God bless you in Radio Land tonight. We love you tonight. This is Thursday night. Amen. And we are going to bring you the word of God, food for a thought that will carry you into next week. Praise the Lord. The Lord is just so good to us. He's so good to us. But amen. I, I don't want you to forget the tragedy we just suffered, amen, in the school. We're still praying for those, amen, that God will uh, give some speedily healing. Amen to that land, amen, where they lost their loved ones. But tonight, amen, we are going 
to praise the Lord, uh, bring you to a new subject tonight, praise the Lord. And we're going to come from Matthew, amen, chapter 5, uh, 13 and 16. And it reads as this, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost its savior, wherewith shall it be salted? It is henceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trumped under the feet of man. You are the light of the world, a city that sits on a hill and cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it on a bush, but on a candlestick. And it gives light unto all that are in the house. Let your light shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Tonight, we are going to talk to you about salt and light. Salt and light. The greatest teacher of all, amen, who was Jesus Christ himself, came down and inspired us and says, amen, in Matthew 5 and 14, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost its Savior, wherewith shall it be salty? It is therefore good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under the foot of man. You are the light of the world, a city that sits on a hill and cannot be hid. In our teaching tonight, we're going to direct these words to Christians. Only this can apply to a Christian. One that have dedicated their lives to the Lord and then told the Lord that I'm going to walk with you and I'm going to follow you all the way until the end of my time. Jesus let us know tonight that you are the salt of the earth. We're going to find out tonight, amen, salt really means something. If you, if you don't have no salt in your life, I'm talking about Christians. If you don't have no salt in your life, you have lost some of the most important preservatives that there is in life. If you don't have no salt, you don't, you don't, you're, you're not tasty. And if salt don't bring a taste, it's no good. In other words, I'm saying to you tonight, I mean, if, if your life, if your life is not salty, if it's if it's not influencing somebody else on earth, and you don't lost that zeal for the Lord that you once had when you first came to Him and was telling everybody about Him, you lost one of the most valuable things that there is in life, and that is salt. 
trying and leaving, try and leave this world a little better than you found it. That's a beautiful saying, amen, by Robert Bendit Powell. Amen. He was a founder of a Scottish movement. He said, try to leave this world a little better than you found it. This attitude seemed to be driven the young and young adult service movement to the 20th century. Made new made new business ventures and run in and run by young CEO. They're trying to make this world a little bit better than they found it. But for this reason, we, um, when I speak about we, I'm talking about the Christians, we are called to be the salt and the light of this world. That is two important elements in our life. We are called to be the salt and the light of this world. Every day that you're walking around, amen, and you're among peoples. Your life ought to be some type of influence. Not not a bad influence, but a good influence on the people that you are around. Your words that you speak ought to be seasoned. As they hear you speaking, it ought to be some ingredients in your words that will they can taste and they will want to taste because it's good. It brings some flavor to their lives. You are salt and you are light of the world. God's ideal of a better world, through much difficult from some of the affordment ideals, it requires us as believers to let the love and the purpose of Jesus Christ be made manifested through our life. Let the love, let the love of Jesus, let it, let it, amen. Don't pretend it, but let the love of Jesus be made manifest in your life. If you let the love be made manifest in your life, somebody going to be paying you some attention. Remember, you are the salt of the earth, and the light of this world. We leave the world better than we found it when we share the gospel as the agent of salt and the light of the world. We leave the world better when we, amen, when we share this gospel, this gospel of Jesus Christ, to a dying and a sinful and a blind and a wicked world. We leave it better when we share this gospel. You are somebody walking around on earth, and you don't know how powerful that you are. You don't know how how many people that you can influence by just letting your light shine. You don't have to make it shine. No, a Christian. You don't have to carry a sign around on your back and say that I'm a Christian. Only live the life 
That is all the Lord is requiring for you and I to do. It's just live the life. And through living that life, your life will come so illuminated to somebody else that they'll see the glorious light in you. And they want to know what's going on. All you have to do is live this life and be amen so to this world. Jesus did not tell his disciples they were the sugar of the earth. He didn't tell them that they were the sweetness of the earth. But he told them they were the salt of the earth. Matthew 5 and 13 has certainly prominent and a function that help reveal our role in the earth. First, salt is a preservative. It, it, it preserves you. Salt keeps you. Think about it. If your testimony is not seasoned, if your if you if your testimony, amen, is not salt, amen, it, it, it can't help nobody. Somebody want to taste the words, amen, that you are giving them. Salt is a preservative. During Jesus' days before refrigeration, people would rub salt on meat to keep it from spoiling. I can remember that myself, amen. People would rub salt all over the meat, amen, and and, and it would keep, amen, the meat from spoiling. And I used to wonder what was they done. They were preserving the meat. And that's what salt will do in your life. Salt will preserve you. There are still areas of the world without proper refrigeration. These people still use salt. With this preserving it properly to make sure the meat remains safe to eat until they are ready to cook it. They know that that salt, amen, has some, amen, ingredients in it that, amen, it will call that meat is not to spoil. You ought to have some ingredients in your word from the Lord Jesus Christ. So when people eat your words, they won't spoil, but it will bless them. Salt enhances the flavor. It gives the flavor. This world is blamed. The world don't have a flavor. It's blamed. The world needs a taste, but it don't have a taste. The same sin that has been trapped in human beings from the Garden of Eden are still causing men and women to stumble. You know, Satan is playing his same tricks. There's nothing new. That Satan is doing, amen, is to call them, to uh, bring mankind down. He's playing his same old tricks that he played on our forefathers, Adam and Eve, to cause them to stumble and, and not to understand what Jesus has said that he wants the Christians to do. The same fear he's bringing upon us. 
the same old sadness and the same confusion are still ravishing the heart and the minds of God's people. This world is without hope. The world is without hope. You may be going through a fashion, amen, and you may be thinking you're on your way somewhere, but this world is without hope. All the glamour that, you, amen, you're experiencing out there is only temporary and it's without hope. Amen. You ought to be looking for something in this lifetime, in the tw- amen, in our 20th century, in the 21st century. You ought to be looking for something that have hope. And the word of God have hope. Only the Christian is the one who has been changed by the gospel and made new by the spirit can point the world to the hope. Oh, amen. You are important, Christians. If you can just tell one somebody about Jesus every day of your life, you are doing something for the kingdom of heaven. Don't get greedy and just try to tell thousands of people, amen. If God hasn't put you in that area yet, just tell one. If you can change one life, and that one can change another one life, look at the magnitude of the power of God's word, and you did it because you are the salt of earth. As Christians, we have access to true joy. Amen. We we got access to true joy. Amen. The devil don't want the believers in Christ Jesus to have true joy. He don't want the believers in Christ to have peace and life. But we got peace and we got true joy in Jesus Christ. This excess, in addition to our experience with these blessings, God gives. He allows us to spread flavor into the life of others. When you can lift somebody else up, you are spreading flavor into the lives of others. You're giving them a taste. You're giving them a reason to want to live, amen. You're giving them a taste of that which is good. Oh, taste and see, the Lord is good. I'm talking about Christians that are standing on the word of God. Unfortunately, salt can lose its saltiness. Yes, salt can lose its saltiness. And I'm looking, amen, as I have, praise the Lord, in my life experience, amen, many, 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 many children of God have lost the saltiness. Many was, amen, when they first come to Jesus, they were on fire for the Lord, and, and all they really cared about was the Lord. But all down through the line, Satan played some of his prominent tricks and fooled them, and call them is to go into the world, and they lost their saltiness. 
the chemistry compound of NACI, sodium and chloride, a salt, can lose its saltiness. When it becomes dull in water, salt is a strong component. But when it is diluted, it breaks down and loses its saltiness. Salt is strong. But when it's broken down, amen, it, it, it loses its power. Worldliness destroys saltiness in its actions. When you when you go and lean into all the world and 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 and, 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 and the world comes to be more important to I'm talking to Christian now to you than Amen Jesus Christ. You lost your saltiness. You know the word, but you don't lost your saltiness. You don't lost your flavor. Salt and light. B.J. Matthews says, when we conform to the pattern of the world, when we embrace the the routeness, the value of this world, when we become materialistic and pleasure seekers, we lose our saltiness. Don't let our heart the Bible says, don't let your heart be overcharged with this world. Don't get hung up on this world so you lose your saltiness. If you lose your saltiness, your testimony is not worth anything. Your life is not worth anything if you lose your saltiness. If you lose the taste of Jesus. You don't lose your Savior. It is important to stay salty during our time that we're living in right now. When the world the world seems like the world has turned its back on Jesus, Amen. But we got some Christians that still holding the faith. Don't lose your salt tonight. When we embrace uh when we lose our saltiness, we become of no use to the kingdom of God. Think of it, Krishna, when you when you lose your saltiness, then amen, we are no use to the kingdom of God. He is king and he has to have a kingdom. But we 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 don't expose ourselves from that kingdom. We don't took on another world kingdom. That's the world. God had wrath and value because of the image of God were born, born, bears. We are lost. We are losing our affectionate and unselfishness when we choose the world way over God's way. When you see yourself exposed to this world and done everything the world done and done like everybody in the world, you don't choose the way of faith. 
The Bible says, love not the world, and neither the things that is in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So if you love the world more than you love Jesus Christ, you're going to lose your soul. That's why you're not influenced, amen, as a man of God or a woman of God like you used to be because you don't lost. What was most valuable to you, you don't lost it. You don't sold it out. Like Jacob and Esau for a bowl of beans, uh, uh, some records, amen, uh, uh, some sport that you don't sold out. endangers us not only to be cut off from the purpose, but also it abandons our relationship with our Lord altogether. My God, do you want to lose your relationship with the Lord for a few minutes of pleasure of this world? A few years of success in this world, what would it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul? What would he have in exchange for it? What, amen, money can't buy salvation. Material things can't buy salvation. You are rich and don't really realize that you're rich when you got, when you don't put on Jesus Christ, you are rich. You know why? Because the earth is the Lord's. And the fullness thereof belong to him. You, your father is rich. And you're going to lose your soul. Your soul is the most uh, greatest thing that God created. When man was just of the dust of the earth and he was a, a beautiful vessel laying there, but amen, it was just there. But when God blew the breath of life into that vessel, it became a living soul. When we find ourselves becoming dissolved and dull in simple behavior and practice, we should find our way back to the altar. When you find yourself, amen, becoming to be dull and simple, amen, you ought to go back where you first started at. That was the altar. Go back to Jesus. And when you go back to him, amen, the only thought, amen, is that when you go back, amen, the only thought is you can repent. And God will wash away the impurity and give us grace. God's grace is sufficient for us that we may become useful once again. So, many I'm talking to you tonight, amen. You don't walk off and left the Lord. The Lord did not leave you. You left the Lord. You gave up on the Lord. Jesus, do not ever give up on us. You got frustrated and you got upset. And you walked off and you left your only hope that you had. But if your blood's running warm in your vein, I'm going to encourage you. You can go back and you can repent and he will restore you. You have to give the Lord a big round of applause tonight for how mercy and how good he is. We're talking about salt. Let us look at light. Light is a form of energy that makes it possible to see things. Amen. A scripture describes, amen, those who are lost 
as blindness and live in darkness. They're lost the light. In whom, amen, the small G-O-D. Look, amen, in whom the gods of this world has blinded the mind. Listen, the gods of this world. We got many, many, many gods of this world that blinded the minds of many that's walking around in darkness. The Lord Jesus didn't blind your mind. You allowed the gods of this world blind your mind. You are blind. Yes, you got two eyes, and you can see, but you see a blind. There is a physical darkness, and there is a spiritual darkness. In whom the gods of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe it's not. When you can see man with his own thoughts and his own ways and don't believe Jesus, the gods of this world will be at that. Now, lest the light of the glory gospel of Jesus Christ, unless Jesus Christ, amen, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, unless the light of Jesus come and shine in your life, you will stay in darkness. Never find a way unless the light of Jesus Christ come to you. When the light of Jesus come to you, when the knowledge of Jesus come to you, amen, don't turn it away. He want to go down in that dark mind that you have. And let his light go and put down off in your belly all the darkness of your mind. That light want to go there and search out sin and bring you to the real true light. Should shine in your heart. You ought to let the real true light of Jesus shine in your heart. And I guarantee you'll be a changed woman and you'll be a changed man when you let the real true light of Jesus shine in your heart. Paul contrasts the believers with the unbelievers by using the term darkness and light. He was saying amen to the believers, for ye were sometime darkness. I can... Amen. Give an amen to that. I was sometime darkness. You were sometime darkness. Once I didn't know the light of the Lord. Once I didn't know the ways of the Lord. But, you know, I thought it was all right. I thought it was all right. I didn't know any better. Until somebody began to teach me about Jesus. And I found the light of the Lord. And when you find the light, walk there in it. You're not too young. You're not too old. Amen. When you find the light, walk there in it. But now, are ye light in the Lord? So walk as children of the light. Amen. Amen. Walk as children of the light. If you belong to Jesus, let your light shine. Walk as children of the light, not of children of the darkness. You, James says, amen, you can't drink sweet and bitter water at the same time. You can't live, amen, a righteous life and an unrighteous life at the same time. 
You're going to have to make up your mind to be on one side. There are many folks go around and quote the scripture and say, I know Jesus. And then out of the next hand, they cursing and using all kind of vile language. You don't know Jesus. The devil knows the scripture, but he don't live it. And he can't live it because he is the devil. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. The fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness. Amen. The devil want to attack your goodness. He want to attack your righteousness, and he want to attack your truth. Ephesians chapter 5, 8 through 9. That's what the devil want to do. He want to destroy your righteousness, not your righteousness. All our righteousness, according to Isaiah, amen, the 64th chapter, he said, our righteousness is as filthy rags in the eyesight of the Lord. It's not our righteousness, but we put on the righteousness of Jesus Christ. When we put on Jesus, we put on Jesus' righteousness. Those of us who have come to a saving knowledge of the gospel have had the light shining in our life. It illuminates what was once darkness. Now, amen, it, it, it prevailing in, uh, amen, it, it prevailing in light. Amen. When you got that, when you, when you done put on Jesus, that light brightens up every aspect of your life. People will see you in ways, amen, that you can't see yourself when you put on Jesus. If it was not for the light shining in our darkness, we would still be lost in sin. But amen, we got the glorious light of Jesus Christ now to come into our life and it shine, amen, where darkness used to be in our life. It's not there anymore. We don't dispel darkness, but we dispel light when we open our mouth. But thanks be to God that we have seen a great light. Amen, now it's shining in the in the eyes of mankind everywhere, over all over the earth, a great light has come. Isaiah 9 and 2. Understanding this fact, it seems foolish that an, that an individual who has seen the light would want to become like the world. It seems foolish. You don't taste the Lord and seeing how good he was and then say, you know, I'm going to turn my back on him. And I'm going into the world. That seems foolish. But that is what many is done, amen, at this present day and time we're living in now. They're turning it back on that great light, that light that illuminates the world. That light that can change your mind and your heart, they're turning away from it and going into darkness. 
We must live in the world and function as the light of the world. Proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ, we must live our lives in such a way as to shine the light into the darkness around us. I don't care, amen, how much darkness is around us, amen. When truth come in, amen, truth lighten up the place of the darkness. Live your life. Just live it. Sometimes you don't have to say a word to anyone. Just your life itself tells people that you have been born again. Because you're living it, and that light is just illuminating all in you. You can't see it like other people can really see it. But they know that you are a child of God. Let your light shine, amen, in this dark society that we're standing in right now. Jesus, he's standing before the audience in the synagogue. He began to read from the book of Isaiah. He revealed his purpose as the light. He was the light of the world when he read. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance unto the captives, and recovering of the sight to the blind. He came to give sight to the blind. This was both a literary and a figuration statement. He would give many physical blind men and women their sight while walking on the earth. That was St. Luke 4 and 18. Jesus said, amen, I came. Amen, is to preach to the brokenhearted, to deliver the captive, and recovering of the sight of the blind. Those that are blind, I come to bring them out of their darkness. I come to bring them into a great and a marvelous life. There was physically blindness in his day and time. Yes, he did heal many physically blindness in his day and time. And the women's now sight while they walked it on earth. But his utmost goal was to give spiritual sight to those who walk in darkness. That is Jesus' still utmost goal. Goal is to give spiritual sight to those of you that is walking in darkness. Jesus want to bring you out of darkness and bring you into this marvelous light. Darkness tonight. You got a chance, Amen. Is to come to this marvelous light tonight. You got a chance, amen, to come out of your darkness and come, amen, into the light and knowledge of Jesus Christ. In addition, light reveals literally. It is it is different, amen, to physically understand this unless one has been blindfolded or has been left in an unfamily room when the electricity that went off. Just imagine for a moment, amen, a man is in 
a family room or an office building, and when the light suddenly goes out because of a storm, uh, he finds himself in a room with no windows. He had not been in the room long enough to study the surroundings and does not even know in which direction the door is. He is alone with no clue of how to get out. As he began to walk, his feet slammed against something that caused him to stumble. He stretched out his hand in front of him, preparing the impact with either a piece of furniture or possible the floor. He ended up falling to the floor as his head bumped into what he thought were the walls. But slowly standing to his feet, his head bumped on something metal about him. Now a little pain and a little complete disoriented. He decided to stay still for a moment to gain a little perspective on what had happened. He tried, he tied two pieces together, a few things he remembered from his brief experience in the room before the light went out. As he made plans for his next move, the light came back on. He found that he somehow stumbled into a coat closet at the end of the room, opposed to the exit next door. When he thought he was and where he was, So it is with those who have not experienced the light. They are stumbling around in darkness. They think they are in one place when in reality they are in a opposed place. The light come on and reveal reality. When we shine, the light came on and shined the light of God, love, and, and the gospel unto the lives of people. They will find themselves not near the exit, but in a closet, somewhere struggling to make sense of all the room around them. Once the light shines, they can clearly see the exit around the room. Is the light off in your life tonight? Are you stumbling around and bumbling, amen, and getting all bruised up because the light is not on? Well, turn the light on. Turn Jesus on is what I'm trying to say. Jesus says he's the light of the world. You don't have to be stumbling and bumbling, amen, beating yourself up, amen. Turn the light on. Only when the light shines do we see what lies in front of us. You are, amen, you are the salt of the earth. 
Matthew 5 and 13. You are the light of the world. Matthew 5 and 14. When Jesus discussed this idea with his congregation on the side of the mount, he was essentially warning them to avoid two arrows, Christian made. He admonished them not to themselves and hide from the world. He has been placed in this world for a reason. We have been placed in this world for a reason. Not to be of the world, though we have been placed in the world. St. John 17, 14, and 15. We are placed in this world. Amen. But we are not to be of this world. Don't let Satan fool you. Don't let people deceive you. If you are a Christian and you're living for Jesus, live for Jesus. You are in this world, but you're not of this world. It is not God's will for his people to remove themselves. And thus their godly influence from those in the world. This would only leave the world without hope. We are in the world to help this world. When you tell somebody about Jesus Christ, you are in this world to dispel the darkness in this world, to bring them to the marvelous light of Jesus Christ. This would only leave the world without hope. Those who are lost, need preachers who would tell them the gospel. And we're looking at a lost world now where we need preachers that will tell people the true gospel. I'm not talking about any kind of gospel, amen, but I'm talking about the true gospel. Bring them to the light. Romans, amen, 10, 13, and 15. Those without hope need Amen, believers, who would give them a reason to hope? Amen, Christians, we need to give the world reason to hope. First Peter 3 and 15 says, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Second Corinthians 4 and 3, the only change sinners have to be saved, chance, Sinners have to be saved is by hearing the truth. So the truth can set them free. That's the only chance a sinner has to be saved is to hear the truth. When you say you are a Christian, you ought to speak the truth. You ought to live the truth. You ought to walk the truth. St. John 8 and 32. Although we are to be witness to the world, we are to avoid the error of being unified with the world and adopt it and adopt the world's value of his own. 
Amen. We're living in the world, but we don't belong to it. Let's make a difference between clean and unclean, holy and unholy, righteousness and unrighteousness. Let's make a difference. In avoiding secluding from the world, we must be careful we are not linked up with the world. Having the same love, desires, and motivation. Amen. Do you have the same love, amen, for the world the world has? Do you have the same desires? Do you have the same motivation? I dare you, amen, saying that you are believing in Jesus Christ and clapping your hand to the circular world. Music. Come out from among them and be ye separated, says the Lord. And I'll be your God and you shall be my children. We cannot allow ourselves to let the value and ways of the world mediate who we are as believers. Thus contaminating the witness we have been called to display. We cannot conform to the pattern of the world. Romans 12 and 2. For enduring so we would be testifying that we are in darkness also. We must be coming the salt and the light of the world. We must become the salt and the light of this world. Come on, children, is your prayer salty? Is your preach word salty? Are you letting your light shine? Jesus said, you are the light of the world. When he got amen to leave here, he says unto his disciples, he said, now you are the light of the world. A city that cannot be hid. So don't amen take your light and, 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 and hide it. When you around a certain people, amen, that don't believe like you, don't hide your light. Don't you let them intimidate you, amen, that you won't even say nothing for Jesus. You hide in your life. Jesus, if you deny me on earth, I will deny you before my Father, which is in heaven. But let your light shine. I don't care where you are. Let it shine. For both salt and light to be effective, they need to be scattered. Salt in a shaker is only useful when it is scattered over food. It does not it does nothing to be to the taste of other food. It is a it's kept in a, a cabin or some kind of spice rack. It may contain all the proportion required for affecting the food being served at the table. But unless the salt is scattered on the food, the food will not 
unchanged. You got to put the salt on the food for it to taste different. If you got it bottled up in you, amen, and you're not using it, it's not going to help you. Put the salt on the food. And that means, amen, part of your life. Put it on the put it on put it out there so people can taste your life. Unless the light to be affected, it must be allowed to be scattered. Scattering of the light is very important for our daily life. Almost objective, scattering light. This means the light illuminates them, is reflected in all directions. My time is about to run out from under me tonight. Amen. God bless you and ready your land. This is Dr. Moore. Amen. It's getting ready. Amen. It's to say good night tonight. Amen. But let your light shine. Let your light shine. You are the salt of this earth. You are, amen, the light that shines in darkness. So let your light shine. Jesus knew the kingdom would fill the world when change and aging with salt and light. Amen. He knew, amen, the world would be changed. This is Dr. Moore saying, God bless you until next week. In the hands of my mountain. That was beautiful coming from Dr. Moore tonight. Excellent as usual. His words are very inspiring. Please take heed to God's unchanging hands. His messages are there because we are in the end times, radio listeners. His messages are there, there, and there. We love you tonight. We love you. We love you. God's being and God bless. We will see you. If he doesn't see you at church on Sunday, we'll be back next Wednesday for prayer next Thursday for Bible study. All right, ladies and gentlemen, God bless. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye.